Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It is June 22nd, 2021. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast talking about NXT and the Diamond Mine era has hey. begun. Yes, finally. Spoiler for people that didn't watch, cover your ears. Uh, as we went off the air tonight, Roderick Strong with his faction, which included uh, Tyler Rust and Hideki uh, Suzuki with Malcolm Bivens as well as their mouthpiece. Diamond Mine. Good stuff. I just wish they would have not announced that they were going to show up tonight. It would have been a little more impactful. Yeah, I, I agree because, I mean, I'm sure there are people out there who forgot about it, but it was like at 7 o'clock and it was the main event. And I was just thinking, where are they not going to show up or where are these guys? And yeah. then it's like, um, if it was a surprise, I think it would have been a lot better because once like Kushida was alone in the ring and you knew Diamond Ring was coming or Diamond Mine was coming, it's like, oh, this can only be so big. Like they're not... Right. Bring it back Brock Lesnar to attack the Cruiserweight champion. So, <laughs> so you know it wasn't going to be as big, but, you know, it was, it was cool how they did it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Roddy, I thought Roddy looked great. Um, I, I, we'll see where it goes. But, again, NXT announced that we were going to be seeing them tonight. And I just wish, just nitpicking here, I just wish they were not because it would have made more of an impact. But it was really funny because earlier on in the night when Adam Cole, like, walked away, I was like, yeah, he's going to go find Rod- Roderick Strong and join him in that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I quit NXT club, but I guess not. <laughs> yeah. So there you have it. Diamond mine. Diamond mine. <laughs> Diamond ring. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. <laughs> it's good. I mean, but yeah, like, it, I think, I don't know. I think you don't NXT, look too excited about this, Glenn. I, I, look, Frankie Monet. Love how she debuted. I normally like how NXT does these the surprise attack. Oh my god, who is that? Like, that's not my favorite way to introduce somebody. That's right. all I'm saying. Yeah, I would say overall it was underwhelming. If I was to whether it was over or under, I, I do think uh, it was kind of fun because it wasn't. There was they didn't put much into them debuting. They just had these guys in hoods jump out and attack Kushida, and then when you saw who they were, it's like, oh, okay, okay, that's something. Okay, Alfred, but they got matching jackets, so at least they put some money into their brand. WWE shop, I'll get me a diamond mine matching jacket. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> They're like the Wanderers. Uh, no, I thought it was, uh, it, you know, yeah, I think uh, Love the Faction as a concept, the debut, just not my favorite way to do it. You know, I think, um, think about it the way they built Hit Row you know, and whatnot. I think with the attack, okay. uh, and I think it would have been more impactful. I mean, I don't know, man, like, again, this is really in the weeds, but it's like, they're attacking at the end of a cruiserweight match between Kushida and Kyle O'Reilly, like have them do this at the end of that fatal five way at takeover, have them do this in a segment with cross and Adam Cole, like really make a statement. You know, I think it, like the build to this and the intrigue and the mystery was good. Oh, and they've got Malcolm Bivens, one of the best talkers in the business. Like, like that's what I'm saying. Like this feels like um, 
the method by which they were introduced does not quite match the talent of the group. And I think they could have showcased right. that in a better way to make more of a splash. That's yeah, that's how I yeah, I mean, considering what the build was, it was a long build to Diamond Mine. And I feel like we've been talking about this for well over a month, maybe even multiple months. And I will say, I don't know who it was in the chat, but somebody or maybe it was a couple of people in the chat did say that this might be something with Malcolm Bivens and Tyler Rust. So, you know, we yeah. have the smartest audience in all of wrestling and I just like to shout them out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so before we get into the rest of NXT on USA, what's going on in the news? Well, quite a few is going on in the news, uh, starting with, uh, so last night on Raw, they surprisingly announced a Hell in a Cell match on TV, and this was just hours after a report that uh, uh, Fox was not very happy, or NBC Peacock, NBCU was not very happy with WWE for giving Fox a Hell in a Cell match, uh, so then you saw that on Raw, and I think a lot of people speculated this, but it was kind of made official by PW Insider. They're reporting that the main reason we saw a Hell in a Cell match last night between Bobby Lashley and Xavier Woods on Raw, which is very rare, uh, was because uh, they wanted to kind of keep it even with uh, NBC Universal and Fox. Uh, they wanted to keep their television partners happy. But I will say in a related story, the Raw number came back. I was shocked. Uh, 1.719 million. That's down a little over a percent uh, for a fallout show with uh, Hell in a Cell on TV advertised at the top of the hour. Uh, Raw only did 1.719. No NBA competition. So um, you guys surprised with that number starting with you, Issa? No, because they didn't announce the Hell in a Cell ahead of time. Like, granted, it was social media, but the Roman Reigns Rey Mysterio, we knew what's happening Where with this one. They kind of, whether it was on top of the hour, people don't tune in right away. So people didn't know that this match was happening ahead of time. You know, shout out to Bobby Lashley for fighting two Hell in a Cells in a row and looking very dominant in both of them. I thought, I mean, I thought it was a great match, but I actually thought last night's Raw was not as horrible as what we experienced the last few weeks. So I thought that would do bigger numbers just based on the fact that they tried a little bit last night with the qualifying matches and the Hell in a Cell, but they should have announced that ahead of time. And I get it. You didn't have a storyline. You literally just got out of the pay-per-view. So, yes, it did feel very, we're going to do a Hell in a Cell here, too, so you guys are happy. It felt that way. Yeah, and shout-out to Bobby Lashley for wrestling two Hell in a Cell matches with a chunk of his arm missing, uh, that big, <laughs> gnarly chunk. Uh, so that was a lot, very tough. And I'm actually very surprised that the number did this not only because it was a fallout show, but because they actually, and I agree with you, Issa, I thought Raw was actually pretty good, all mm-hmm. things considered. I mean, we have to grade it on a curve, but it was a very action-packed show. They had a lot of matches uh, advertised throughout, a lot of upsets and whatnot, and then um, that big hell in the cell. But, you know, maybe they need to start making a habit of announcing these things more in advance if it's going to be this big announcement, if it's a big Roman Reigns match or hell in the yeah. cell. If you want to get the most out of that, I think the lesson over this past seven days is you have to give people advance warning uh, more than just uh, the couple of days before or during the show. Or maybe make it a habit to book good shows because people might not <laughs> want to stick around for three hours to watch that Hell in a Cell match. You know, I mean, overall, I, I thought, like I said, I thought it was great, but I didn't have my hopes up. <laughs> you know, as the show progressed, I was like, you know what? I don't hate this show, but people are not used to that. So why would you stick around for three hours just to watch a Hell in a Cell that doesn't really have a good storyline going into it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, another story, uh, Damian Priest, he could be on his way back. They're saying that he's expected uh, back anytime now. It could be as early as next week's Raw. Uh, there were reports uh, from the Wrestling Observer Newsletter that, uh, that his back might be hurting him, but uh, an update, Fightful Select said that uh, those rumors of a back injury are not true, 
and uh, he's perfectly good to go and could be on his way back. What do you think about that, Issa? Uh, you know, I'm a big Damian Priest fan, and I'm rooting for him to be in Money in the Bank. I was very surprised that they didn't announce him in a qualifying match last night. Um, hopefully, he is back soon. I do remember him and Morrison almost not being added to the WrestleMania match because of injuries. So possibly, you know, he might have something going on. I just, I'm a big fan of his, and I cannot wait to see him back on TV. Do you guys think that this uh, helps his chances to win Money in the Bank? Possibly, Glenn. Oh, maybe. That's an interesting thought. How I mean, many people are they going to have in the ladder match? So I maybe <laughs> they'll put him in a program with um, with Sheamus. That's that's something else that I would also like to see. That would like be a battle fun. royal, but with a ladder stipulation to win. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Why not? I mean, these keep getting bigger and bigger. It seems like. Yeah. Just throw, <laughs> yeah. Go crazy. Yeah. Uh, what else? Final <laughs> story uh this is kind of a weird story scarlet uh of scarlet and carrying cross is rumored to uh, be receiving a main roster tryout possibly later this week of course there are those reports last week that scarlet and carrying cross were backstage carrying cross actually worked a dark match for smackdown tapings and uh he was not with carrying cross or not with scarlet and now there are reports that uh, the main roster officials are now kind of taking a look at the pair individually and there's a chance that Scarlet could be a member of the main roster. What do you guys think about this? I personally have mixed feelings about it because I feel like Karrion Cross gimmick confuses me a little bit. Hmm. Are you a dark, deep person, mystique with, with Scarlet? Are you a warrior? Are you a badass, an ass kicker? I feel like I get a lot of that out of him. But at the same time, I feel very Lana and Rusev with the two of them that they're a package deal and they shouldn't be broken up. They just need to define his gimmick a little bit more. Yeah. I think it's a loss, uh, but then again, they do need more women. But is it that they need more women on the main roster, or they actually need more women's matches and storylines? I don't think they need more uh, women. Too. I think more women definitely on the main roster, especially. I mean, you see tonight on NXT, and they've got like three contenders for the NXT yeah. women's tag team. They don't even have three tag teams in the main roster women's division. So yeah, they yeah. can yeah. use more women. Well, there you have it. Uh, Stellar Justin Lopez, 499, saying Hideki Suzuki signed with WWE as part of the coaching staff, so I have no idea if I'll actually be wrestling as part of this faction. I think a faction with a coach and a trainer is a very interesting idea, and that would be very fresh and original. Agreed. Yeah, I kind of like that idea, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, anything else in the news? Nothing else in the news. Okay, there we have it. Uh, oh, Marcus... Thomas, $5, saying, side note, happy oh, look at that. Alfred, thank you for the positive energy. Do you all think we will get Dark Side of the Ring episodes on the NXT call? Thank you for the positive energy. You think we're going to get Dark Side of the Ring? How about the Thank you for the birthday. When was your birthday, Alfred? Is it today? It's actually uh, tomorrow. It's midnight tonight, June 23rd. A very important Yay! welcome day, June 23rd. So. Yes. Happy birthday. Happy thank birthday. Thank you. I really appreciate that, guys. How old are you going to be this? Austin 316 promo. Oh, there you go. How old are you going to be this year? 35. Ooh. Wow, exposing his age like that. Yeah. It's that. All, all, da all downhill from there. Agreed. <laughs> 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 I remember 35. Oh, those were good times. Uh, so, let's see. Uh, tonight, we open with Adam Cole versus Carmelo Hayes. Banger of a match. Why did they have to have Carmelo... Camelo, uh, quote, the John Cena ruthless aggression. I feel like 
it really detracted from this for me. It's a good match. Well, I don't know. It's kind of like um, it's kind of like if you're in a band, right? And you want to be like, hey, I'm in this amazing band, and it's just like our big hits a cover song. You know, it's like I don't know. I can you know I can see that WWE loves calling back and doing stuff like that. I only liked it because I didn't see it coming. I didn't know where he was going with this. Uh, usually, it's kind of hokey the way they do it, and this was a little hokey, but. It was, it was a fun little comeback. Hey, listen, if they're letting him do this, maybe they see a lot in him. Maybe they see a next John Cena in Carmella Hayes, and so they're kind of letting him do the John Cena line because nobody else has gotten to do something like this in terms of okay, calling back the ruthless impression. You don't think if they saw a lot in him, then they would have advertised the match? Because we opened the show knowing who Kyle O'Reilly was wrestling, but we didn't know who Adam Cole was wrestling. So, right. And I, yeah, I actually don't think they I'm very discouraged in terms of how they use them because these now two matches and I don't like that NXT does this in particular and that they bring up new people and they have them lose immediately. So people are already yeah. used to seeing him as a loser. Yeah. So even if they do see him a certain way, you bring a guy out there and you beat him like that, people are going to see him as a loser. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. I thought the match was a lot of fun, but when is it fun to see Adam Cole, you know, wrestle? Um, on my notes, I wrote the Panama Sunrise looked brutal, and Adam Cole killed ruthless aggression with that finish. He literally <laughs> killed. I thought he was dead. I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and that was all Carmelo Hayes. The reason it looked brutal, he sold that fantastically, and that's what he was doing this whole match in that Here's what makes me nervous about him. is His best trait, now that I've seen him for a couple weeks here in NXT, is that he is a, in Incredible seller. The way he makes people's moves look really good. But a lot of times WWE will see that and they'll just insist on having this guy take all these bumps and get beat up week after week because it looks cool. So I hope that doesn't happen to Carmelo Hayes, but he looked amazing selling tonight and taking some moves. Yes. Yeah. It's just tough, though. You don't want to be seen as a cover act when you're coming out the gate. You want to establish yourself, your own personality. You know, really, that's what hurt the band Orgy is they launched with that New Order cover of Blue Monday. And everyone was like, that's a pretty banging cover of Blue Monday. What else you got? And they were like, this is not as good as your banging cover of Blue Monday. <laughs> well, there you have it. They need to learn from uh, the past. I know. But that's what I'm saying, though. It's like it's tough because you come out there and you like... <sighs> Remember, okay, here's like the ultimate example of this. When I was at Mania in Dallas and you had the New Day out there and uh, League of Nations, that, and then you had Mick Foley and Stone Cold come out and stuff. And like, oh, okay, they're, you know, everyone does their finisher on uh, League of Nations. Then they're getting down with New Day and then Stone Cold's like hitting a stunner on Xavier Woods. Like, yeah. it's like saying you think these guys are stars, but it's the past you should be celebrating. You know what we did yeah, in the but past. It's wrestling, is yeah, it's wrestling. That's what they're known for. I mean, they're still, you know, trying to go back to the past because they cannot get new things over. Yeah, yeah. it's not. It's not just wrestling. Actually, this is just the 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 DNA that we live on. Look at the movies. All they're doing is just remaking old Reboots. movies. Like like, there's not a lot of original things happening. Yeah. Um, but listen, to that the ruthless aggression thing happened so long ago that maybe some people don't know what he was talking about, and it might just be a new thing now. <laughs> True. It would actually be though to have a have a uh, to have a wrestler come out and literally so it's a new wrestler and all their catchphrases are just old catchphrases. Yeah. <laughs> they're doing like Austin three sixteen. They're just they're just doing the greatest hits. Maybe everything. that's Carmelo Hayes' promo. Maybe next week we get the Austin three sixteen promo <laughs> word for word. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. But no, I like Carmelo Hayes. I think he's been very impressive in what we've seen of him thus far. I think he had a really good presence. Um and he's got the energy. Yeah, I just think it's a little too much to to just completely say just say say exactly what he said. Just call that. When he call just that called up to the main roster. He'll do the pipe bomb. 
you know, like, <laughs> can I just redo all of these promos? <laughs> that would not be a bad gimmick, actually, you know? Somebody that says, hey, if you work for them, it should work for me, and just redo what all wrestlers did. <laughs> That's true. Just, just nothing but coverage. They'll be like the smash mouth of professional wrestlers. Um, <laughs> covering other people's hits. Uh, so, uh, but good match, though, but Cole won, and that's the problem. You can't... Okay, so granted, Cena did not win his match against Angle. Different time, different debut, but I think, man, a win over Adam Cole, like, that's really... That would have been a great solidifier. That, like, I'd, I'd take that over a great match in and of itself. It's funny, and it kind of carried on the momentum of last night, because last night was so filled with upsets that I was still in the mindset, like, well, you know, maybe we keep these good vibes going, and uh, that certainly didn't happen here. And I was actually surprised at how short Carmelo, Carmelo Hayes is the same exact height as Adam Cole, it looked like. And maybe because yeah. he was in there with Kushida, I thought he was much taller than that. Yeah. Uh, we had announced it's going to be Cole versus O'Reilly 2 at Great American Bash. Saw Frankie Monet hanging out backstage with Aaliyah and Jesse Camilla with uh, Robert Stone there. Mm-hmm. How did they get that dog to bark? Was that improv or was that because the dog barked at <laughs> You can at get Robert your dog Stone. to bark on you can TGI. get a dog to bark on cue. I, I can get my dog to bark on cue. How, what, do you, what do you have to do to it? It depends. So sometimes I do a signal. There's something that bothers him that I do with my hands. So if I just do it, he'll bark. Uh, okay. So maybe or maybe they had a treat and he was just waiting to get his treat. Uh, but you can you can oh, train yeah. a dog to do that. And Prince Presley looked like a like a very good dog. So if yeah. I look at my cat Simon long enough, he will meow like angrily at me. He's like, <laughs> "Why are you staring at me?" <laughs> and it is not a charming, cute meow. It's a meow that's only going to get creepier and more unsettling as he gets older. It sounds very <laughs> upset. Very upset. Uh, but this is a good promo segment. I look, I love Frankie Monet. I think she can Same. do no wrong. Uh, Mackenzie Mitchell backstage with Zoe Stark saying she saved Io Shirai last week because Shirai gave her a big break in NXT and she was paying it back. Shirai ends up appearing and says she respects Zoe but doesn't like her. Shirai walks off. Stark says mutual respect is all they need. So great, the tag team partners that don't really like each other but are paired up together is a story that we've never seen before, right? Never before, so ever. unique, <laughs> so original. We were just talking about original things, right? And next week, they can say, We don't just set the bar, we are the bar. Hey, <laughs> yo, I like the bar, well, I yeah, love the too. bar right. so much. No, I'm just saying, yeah. let's have this all be just cosplay classics. <laughs> Of wrestling history. Which Why one is Seamus up... and which one is Cesaro, though? That's a good question. Good mm-hmm. question. I think I think EO is the is the uh EO would be the Cesaro, I think. Cesaro, yeah. Yeah, much more finesse offense in terms of prettier to look at in terms of her offense and the, the way she does her. What move. are you saying? Seamus is a beautiful man. No, I'm not no, talking no, about no, no, no. <laughs> Let us be clear before the tweets start coming. Yeah, um, <laughs> we my birthday. I'm saying your offense is very pretty. But Seamus will tell you he's a pretty man. That's his thing now is that he's got the mask. Like yeah, that, that mask thing too is working for me. I love Seamus. I think he means it ironically, like you know, or like bad meaning good. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, we got the video package on LA Knight. Saw what happened last week. LA Knight sitting by the pool, saw him winning the belt, turning on Ted DiBiase, brings up Cameron Grimes. 
Man, still not feeling LA Knight. Can't wait for him to lose this Really? Time. I kind of liked him tonight. What? I actually kind of like the promo when he said Cameron, like Cameron Grimes, I thought you care about the money, but you only care about this old man. I don't know. There's something about the way that he carried that promo that I was like, all right, fine. You, you're making some valid points here. He looked good. <laughs> it was fun. I think, I think he's as a heel, like fully turned heel because before I was very confused about where we were going with him and um, Ted DiBiase. Now that we know exactly what's going on, I like him more. He feels more defined to me now. I'm not the biggest LA Knight fan and I've had some not so nice things to say about him on these podcasts, yeah. but I am slowly beginning to do a 180. Just in terms of this feud alone, I just like everything about this feud. This feud has been really good in terms of establishing the baby face, the heel. I thought his promo tonight was there was nothing wrong with it. And I think he's slowly starting to finally come into his own in terms of his own character. And because it was for once upon a time, it was like week after week, he just reminded you of The Rock and the way that he would do things in the worst ways, like he was doing an like, impression. But now that he's got something to sink his teeth into, I think he's just starting to get more comfortable and starting to figure it out in terms of being his own original character. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I liked it. I liked him tonight, and, and I'm starting, like you said, Alfred, I'm starting to turn around on him. I was like, "Am I? did I just enjoy this? What's going on? But I did have a few drinks before. And it <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I need to do. Yeah. Yes. Salty yeah. dog. Yes, the salty dog fixes, fixes all. <laughs> Weird, too, because grapefruit, salt, and vodka. Who would have thought that would be like a winning flavor yeah. combination? That's really bitter. Yeah. Well, did you try one finally? I haven't no. I, I don't know how to make one. I'm so waiting for you to make one in Vegas. When we go to your house in Vegas. You're gonna make me one. Right. Like two thirds grapefruit, one third uh, vodka, salt the rim. Like it's really it's that simple. There's a lot of recipes for it online. Yeah, and there's like, different mixtures of it because after you talked about it, I googled it and I'm like, yeah. I don't know which one he said, but now you just gotta like. <laughs> 21 minutes in, I have to go back and, and write it down. <laughs> yeah, no, I've been uh, doing that. I've been doing uh, like a cognac sidecar. With like Remy oh. Martin lately, it's been kind of nice. Like a, a cognac sour, it's been oh, good. Yeah. yeah, Remy Martin, man, can't sleep on that. That's some good stuff. Uh, Johnny Gargano's promo tonight out with Austin Theory, and uh, talking funny. about the the heyday, the best was his 57 day reign as NXT champion. Uh, crosses and on his level, but out comes Pete Dunne and Oni Lorcan, and uh, they had a civil exchange, and both sides parted with mutual respect. No, that is not what happened. Uh, theory's fingers. <laughs> oh, the, the finger bend that I pop for that every time. Like, that's probably like that's probably gimmicked, right? Like, there's no way Pete Dunn is actually hurting his opponents with that. But every time I'm like, oh, that looks painful. Do you ever bend your finger backwards just to see how far back you could go? Oh, that's true. <laughs> every time he does it, I know every time he does it, I'm like, how far back can I go without it hurting? Now, my fingers are double jointed, so I can actually bend pretty fast. Oh, so, wow. if he finds somebody that's double jointed, he can probably get away with making it look like he's bending their fingers all the way back. But I agree, I fought for that every time. As stupid as I find, I used to find that so stupid. I'm like, that don't hurt. And then the more that he does it, the more that I'm like, oh my God, he's actually hurting them. Um, but I, I, I don't know what's going on with Pete Dunne. I thought he was going to be the next number one contender, and now he was in a tag match, and, and they lost. And now I feel like, are we done with that push? Because I remember a few weeks ago, we were kind of really high on, on Pete Dunne, thinking he would be the next one for um, Karrion Cross. and I think they're going in a different direction now. He attacked Gargano, so I'm a little confused here. 
Well, if Karrion Cross isn't long for NXT and these, you know, reports lead to something of him leaving, I think Pete Dunne's one of those guys at the top of the list who can benefit. And also, they're doing a lot with him and Samoa Joe in terms of this is what the second week in a row now that they faced off. So I don't know what WWE's doing here or going for, and I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but they're doing a lot with Samoa Joe teasing yeah. matches with other guys. That I mean, they did one with Adam Cole, Karrion Cross, and now Pete Dunne. So we'll see where that goes. If he really can't wrestle, it's borderline cruel. All these teardowns that we're getting with Samoa Joe. Very. Also, I, I know it sounds horrible, but every time I see him on my TV, all I scream is, provoke him! I just want people to provoke him. I want him to punch people. <laughs> I want you to go to a live show and just yell that, provoke him! Provoke him now! <laughs> Do you remember, I was in, maybe it was one of the NXT uh, episodes they shot at WrestleMania Access, like in Dallas, but... Oh like Baron Corbin came out and like attacked Austin Theory or something. And one guy, and like Austin Theory was, it would, oh, he's a rye, or not Austin Theory, uh, Austin Aries. And yeah. Austin like we had arrived and was doing his thing. And like Baron comes out and attacks him. And it's like when the audience is like, you took his moment from him. <laughs> <laughs> I love when people get very, when it's just silent and somebody shouts out one thing very specific. <laughs> those I think it'd be funny. Days, though, when NXT was on Access and they would do those tapings at Access, and oh, oh my yeah. god, it was so much fun to be part of that. Now they don't they don't really do that much anymore. But Dallas was a fun one. There are like six episodes of NXT that they taped that day that we were on the ramp in the audience for. Really? How did yeah. the crowd? Did the crowd eventually get tired, or how was the energy in the crowd? No, it was no. really good. Like, okay. and you know what was funny? That was the only session of Access that sold out the entire. Yeah. Show it was the day, it was the morning after takeover. They did it all. In fact, I had to buy tickets from like some dude on Craigslist, like <laughs> wow, because it was sold out. Yeah, I had to like go show up at some guy's hotel, like <laughs> uh, get these tickets. Yeah, like because I, I, I really wanted to go because I was like, oh, they're taping NXT at Access. Yeah, I want to want to see this, and it was great. I mean, we saw like uh, Enzo and Cass versus American Alpha. Like they shot like Bailey's uh, return. Like Tessa uh, got squashed. In a match, like I mean, it was a long taping, but the energy yeah. was awesome. It was the up time. there. There was also like if you did access the night where Hall of Fame is yes. on, a lot of people do Hall of Fame. Guess right. what? Access is full of NXT stars. That I went there on Dallas as well. I met Bailey. Yeah, Finn okay, Ballard, I was there Asuka. Like, it's funny because we were probably sitting close to each other because I did all that. There was a segment where Finn Balor was um you know, talking to the crowd and Kevin Owens interrupted him and they were talking about how to get apps like Finn Balor. Like it was so much fun. It was like, listen, they don't do, they don't do those kind of things anymore with NXT. That was, they did the Q and A and they said this and they never saw this printed anywhere that Finn was out there with Enzo and Finn was saying that Enzo did his body paint a lot of the time. Yeah, I have the video of that Q&A. I still have yeah. it. I'm going to find that clip and I'm going to send it to you. Yeah, it was like, because nobody ever talked about that. And I was like, because uh, I'd be like, why has, I thought that was common knowledge. But apparently it was only mentioned there. But that night, my favorite moment, and I felt bad about this, super huge line for Bailey. Like, we didn't even bother to weigh in it. Yes, and I know what you're going to say. They switched it to Howard Finkel. And you just saw, like, everybody oh, just, like, no. going to back out of line. <laughs> Yeah, they yeah, probably they did know. that to Howard on purpose. Though, if you heard the stories of how they treat him backstage, they, they probably knew that's exactly what happened, and they sent him out there. I went. That up- happened too in Orlando with um, I, which I feel bad because they're my fellow Puerto Rican dudes, but the Colons, like I don't remember. It was Braun Strowman and Baron Corbin, and then they switched them to the Colons, and the line just slowly like emptied, and I'm like, that's mean. <laughs> and the thing I remember, and I've talked about this in the podcast, uh, Tino Sabatelli sitting there by himself, like annoyed. And like I went, I went up to get a photo because I felt bad for him, and he just seemed like he didn't want to be there. He was just very annoyed. 
And that's when I knew this kid was not going to make it in the business. I, I saw it happen to Ryback once toward the end of his run, and he looked pissed that, like, <laughs> a lot of people were there. Yeah. Shut up, Ryback. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. <laughs> Mania next year. Mania next year. Access, although, man, but that's, and that's the thing. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's so, it's so blown up now, you know? And every, everyone's a VIP signing like i've heard it's changed a lot but yeah it was fun that it has it has the one that they did here for for new york it was like a whole different thing then again new york is not a good place to hold these things like they had yeah. like access was over here and and, yeah. and wrestlemania was that over was the here, best part about dallas over here i didn't like dallas really it was over here but the stadium was like an hour out. Was, we stayed at the, the best one is always new orleans no new orleans is the best everything is well was great new orleans was very centralized for that i'm gonna tell everyone now if they do it at the same place uh, when Mania goes back to Texas, there's an Aloft hotel there that's like the budget kind of W brand. Like we stayed there. It was right across the street from the convention center. I think we only paid like 200 a night, which was cheap for WrestleMania. It was great. It's absolutely great. Uh, so uh, Cameron Grimes came up in a Bentley and uh, asked how Ted DiBiase is doing. Ari Sterling stopped him and joked about Grimes visiting DiBiase in the nursing home. So Grimes decked him with the right hand drop. Yeah, and he's going to be in action next week, but they didn't tell us against who, but it'd be good to see him back in action. I agree. Perhaps the biggest star, the biggest men's star in all of NXT. No, in all of professional wrestling is Cameron Grimes. (laughs) I've declared it. And babyface Cameron Grimes, he now is more uh, liberal with his money in terms of donating his money to people, and he's not doing it in like a condescending way, but he's giving back to the people. So it's very (laughs) nice to see that's good. When I'm rich, I will give back to the people, and not in a condescending way. Not a condescending way. No, 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 no. You, know, you, don't, you don't throw it in their faces. You know, you just you know, hand it in their hands. <laughs> um, so uh, Adam Cole was in the back, asked about Kyle O'Reilly, doesn't want to talk about Kyle Kushida, talks about what he did to Carmelo Hayes, but that's nothing compared to what he's going to do to Kyle at the Great American Bash. William Regal walks up, make sure there's no issues between Cole and Samoa Joe after last week, and Regal suggests that Cole doesn't provoke Joe. Uh-oh. No, please do. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then Cole says he's going to get out of there. Man, so can, is Samoa, can Samoa Joe wrestle? Have we determined that? Or he can't he's wrestle? not cleared as far as I know. There's um, no reports of him being cleared. Um so I don't know what they're doing. Maybe maybe they know something that we don't, and I would like to think they do. I would like to think that they're confident he's going to get cleared because I don't think there's any way. I mean, they built this show around all the guys who are going to challenge Samoa Joe in some I sense. Know. So I don't think in there's my, any way they'd be doing this this aggressively if he was not healthy. In my notes, all I wrote is Samoa Joe is a tease. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <it is>. <laughs> <laughs> I have a comment. I'll save it for off the air. Uh, so <laughs> after that, uh, we had Io Shirai and Zoe star or no way. First, uh, Gargano and Austin theory walk into William Regal's office. Theory's fingers are taped up, uh, and they're going to face Dunn and Lorcan in tag match. Then we had Io Shirai and Zoe Stark versus Aaliyah and Jesse Camilla from the Robert Stone brand. Uh, Issa, what'd you think of this match? I don't like EO in a tag team, and I'm not going to let that go. I think she's a single star, and she should be in a singles field, and uh, whatever, whatever. 
<laughs> you know, I thought the match was a lot of fun. I love seeing her back in the ring. I love seeing Io back on TV. I just didn't think they would put her in a tag team. That's all. I don't. I I think she's set as a single star, and the fact that there's so many people that she could feud with, and the fact that she's not caring about her women's title is driving me crazy because I just don't think that's who she is as a character. Yeah. What did you guys think about Robert Stone's suit? <laughs> it was beautiful. <laughs> Is that the new thing now? He had like some, uh, like Beth called it a training bra, but he had some uh, thing underneath it where it was crisscross patterned. I don't know what that was. Somebody tagged me on Twitter and they say Robert Stone stole your shirt because I was oh. wearing like a crisscross shirt yesterday. And I'm like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that's the new thing. He's trying to outdo Seth Rollins now. Yeah. Oh, Alfred, what did you think of this match? I thought it was it was fine. I mean, Io Shirai was great in there. I thought she looked. She didn't do too much, but I thought the stuff that she did looked excellent. And um, I liked the brawl after how wild it looked. I thought they did a good yeah. job making that brawl look really cool. Yeah, yeah, the brawl was a lot of fun. I love seeing Samoa Joe coming out and controlling everything. I bet Regal is backstage in his desk, finally like drinking like a shot of something. Like, ah, oh, I don't have to worry about this anymore. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so Io Shirai and Zoe Stark won, and then um, Lorraine and Hartwell rushed the ring. Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez came out there, and of course we got Shotzi and Ember as well. Samoa Joe came out with security to try and restore order. Um, why are they not merging this with the main roster women's tag division? They should, 100%. Yeah. I was just thinking about Tamina and Natalia the other day, like – they're, they have nothing to do. I mean, they're doing that thing backstage with the wrestling with the Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke where they're doing the photo shoot thing. But they don't really have anything to do with wrestling-wise. And so it would be great if they merged these two divisions. Yeah. They should have never created a second set of women's tag team championships. Yeah. I, I thought it was weird that this is like, this is the first time we saw Samoa Joe in front of a live audience. And he came out and people were very happy to see him. But like, he comes out, they're like, Joe, it's Joe. And then he's just like, security, I need security. Come on, security. It's like, <laughs> that's actually the big thing that they have to have him out there for. Yeah. To, just to prove that he's here to control chaos because that's what he agreed to last week, I guess. Yeah. Then we had uh, The Way, Johnny Gargano, and Austin Theory versus Oni Lorcan and Pete Dunne in a tag match with The Way picking up a win. Alfred, what would you think of this match? Uh, I, th I mean, it was a very funny at first, and then it kind of slowly morphed into an actually legitimately good match. But, like, they did the whole thing where the Austin Theory tagged himself in and his hand was hurting, and they were kind of changing on their way to the ring because they didn't have much time. So I thought that was kind of funny. But Austin Theory did this, uh, what was it? It was a scenic springboard Spanish fly that I thought looked awesome, where he did, like, a Spanish fly from his butt, and I thought it looked really cool. So uh, this match was a lot of fun. It ended up being a lot of fun. I was actually kind of getting annoyed with how ha-ha it was at the beginning, uh, but I thought it was very fun. Yeah. You yeah. Think. I agree. I thought it was a lot of fun to watch. It makes you kind of like keep an eye on the NXT tag team division again. I really do feel after last week's main event, and now you see this, that they're starting to rebuild that tag team division, and, it, and it's going to be a lot of fun to see all of these guys go at it. Um, but again, it's... it's Pete Dunne, I, I still wonder, but maybe it was just a one-off thing and we'll build him as a single star again. But I had a lot of fun watching the match. I just thought he was going to be the next person to go on a one-on-one -on -one with Karrion Cross. Yeah. Uh, so after that, Karrion Cross attacked Gargano. And fans chanted, you suck at Cross," Which is weird, too. I it, like... 
I don't know. <clears throat> I feel like that's sort of overdone. Do you think the fans really think Karrion Cross sucks? I I mean, they're they're presenting him as the heel in this scenario, but Johnny Gargano has been nothing but a heel this whole time. And I don't know about this one, man. I don't know about Karrion Cross and Johnny Gargano together because he's a, a comedy character now. He's basically doing comedy a lot of the time. Yeah. And for Karrion Cross now coming in, I don't think there's any chance that Karrion Cross loses to Johnny Gargano based on just how they're booking him. And, you know, it's not really a match that I'm excited about in terms of how it can go. I mean, I know Johnny Gargano's great and everything like that, but I, I don't know about this. Yeah, I felt that way as well. That's why I kept I keep saying I thought it was going to be Pete Dunne. So I was like, well, I get it because Johnny Gargano kind of called him out earlier and talked about how his reign was better. I honestly think I like Karrion Cross a lot, but I honestly think that his gimmick is confusing and that's why he's not translating with fans. He oh, played okay. so many characters and you don't know if he's, like I said earlier, a warrior, an ass kicker, a dark, mysterious person. I don't know what he is. Um, but I, I don't I, I don't know where this started because I felt like everybody was very high on Karrion Cross, but now when I hear the crowds and go online, it doesn't feel like people are there anymore with him, and I don't know when that happened. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that's what I wonder about them splitting off Scarlet. Like, I wonder if Cross... I don't know. It seems like if he had upward momentum, they'd be called up together. They would keep that going. I wonder. I wonder if they're losing some faith in him. Yeah, I mean, it is weird. I think his problem is he's just in the wrong. I think he needs to get called up. The sooner he gets called up, the better. Like, I know people might think that uh, he hasn't been in NXT for long enough. I just think he's just a fish out of water there. The longer he's been there, the more apparent that is to me. And there is a certain way they could have booked him to make him this dominant mystique guy, but they're just not doing that. They're making him another guy. He is the champion. He does win all his matches, but I just think that it, every time I see him in there, especially when he's like that five way or whatnot, even though some of these are pretty good matches, he always seems like kind of like he doesn't belong in there with the yeah. personnel that they have with the NXT right now. There's a lot of smaller guys do a lot of athletic moves, and I just don't think he fits into that. I also love that you brought up the fact that people say he hasn't been there long enough. There's not a handbook that says people need to be in NXT for a certain amount of Whoa. time. They have called up some guys that we never even seen wrestle really on NXT TV. There's some guys that have been there forever. There's not a handbook. If he's needed in the main roster and he will work out better in the main roster, then bring him up. The main yeah. roster does need a little bit of a injection of some fresh talent in there as well. Um, but I don't, I don't, I don't understand that criticism i know i always say don't call anybody up because they don't treat them the best but it, it still doesn't mean that there's a handbook of how long they need to remain champion in nxt before they get called up i mean i think uh we can all agree that rick boogs is like the best nxt call up in recent memory <laughs> yeah and he what, how many matches did he even wrestling nxt yeah. maybe a couple <laughs> they did the same with elias remember elias yeah. we just walked through the crowd next thing you know he's he's in the main roster like wait what <laughs> Yeah. Brian Strowman and almost, I don't think, had official NXT matches. I think most of their NXT matches were like live tours, and then they just yeah. decided to bring them up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jenna Ness, Buck99, wants to know are any of you actually going to SummerSlam? Yes, that is the plan. And I'm, I'm very confident I'll be there. Very as confident. Long as, wow. as long as Glenn lets me stay in his place, yeah, 1000%. <laughs> I'll give you the code. You know, I won't be there. Won't be done in time. I think we'll have floors. We won't have kitchen cabinets, though. <laughs> Who eats in Vegas SummerSlam weekend? It's all good. I don't need yeah. a kitchen. <laughs> Man, the DoorDash scene to my house is very legit. I'm very impressed. Awesome. I can finally try Del Taco or whatever it you was. Can't. You can. You can get it 24 about. hours a day delivered. 
Oh, you wow. told me. You told me that last time. See, I'm, I'm, I've been, I've been studying. Very exciting. Not the best decision at two in the morning when you're playing Fortnite and just hanging out in an empty house. <laughs> Think you know what I could go for right now? A burrito with fries. Like probably not the best impulse to have. No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, let's see what else do we got? Uh, Samojo backstage with Karen Cross and Scarlet crosses. So these are the new rules. Reminds Joey can't do anything unless provoked. Joe steps aside and Cross and Scarlet exit the building. Apparently kicked out. Scarlet stops and seethes at Joe. Joe turns around and Pete Dunn's staring him down. God, just, I, I just want, I just want them to like wrestle each other or make out or something. Like all this tension. <laughs> so you see, you said borderline cruelty. Like after a segment like this where it's like one tease after another coming right after it, that is cruelty if he's not going to be coming back. They're, yeah. They're doing way too much with him potentially wrestling in the future for me to believe that he's not going to get cleared in the future. I think he will. He has to. Yeah. Yeah. Lonzo Smith is saying Carrion should be on Raw. You could have a first feud with Drew at bad bad news for Drew. I mean, he's already lost two nights in a row. What's another Ooh, one? Yeah. another one? Maybe they're doing a losing streak gimmick with him and have him lose to Carrion. <laughs> you think that's how Vince ever pitches it? No, we're doing like a losing streak gimmick. It's, gonna yeah. be a <laughs> it's a gimmick. It's your character. <laughs> your character's a loser, not you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next week, we're going to have Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart versus Zoe Stark and Io Shirai versus Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. The winner will challenge the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions at the Great American Bash. Love that they're building up the bash. Um, yeah. Loved last year's two-night event or two-week event, was it? Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. did do a part one, part two. Did very well on television, too. Yeah, that's when EO beat Sasha. That was yeah. such a good match. <laughs> we had Electro Lopez versus Frankie Monet. Frankie getting a pretty easy win. I love me some Frankie Monet. Issa, what did you think of this match? Love Frankie Monet. And I actually really, really like Electra Lopez as well. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of hers. It was good to see her. I wish she would have debuted with a little more, like, let's highlight who she is. Um I think it was Carissa Rivera she used to go by. She's awesome. She is awesome. But Frankie Monet and that finisher is money. I love her. I just want her to... Listen, they're building her up for something big, right? They keep giving her this win. So I'm excited to see what they do with her. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just as high as you are on, on Frankie Monet right now. But it was awesome to see Electra. One thing I like that what they're doing with Frankie Monet is that her matches are being called like the world premiere was her debut. Yeah. This is her encore. I want them to keep going like next week's a trilogy. And then I don't know what the four would be, but they they need to keep coming up with different terms for her next match. Unplugged. Yeah, unplugged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, she's great. What what do you do? Do you think you put her in the women's title picture picture? Not yet. I think you just keep having her squash people. And um, and part of that would be great if they uh, keep calling those different matches and stuff like that. But you keep having your squash people and build her up. And then eventually, I think she should win when she's ready to challenge for that title. I think uh, whether it's Raquel Gonzalez, if they're ready to move her up, or which I would love to see. But I think when she's ready to challenge for that title, they should go all the way with her. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I if, if you're ready to call Raquel, that will be somebody excellent for her to, you know, lose to the title to if she loses the title. I like her. I just wish she was in a, in a you can build a one on one field without involving the title. And I thought they were doing that with her and EO. At some point, they kind of teased her. They teased her with um, Mercedes Martinez, too. So, I mean, you can also build a field that doesn't have to have the title involved as well for her. Uh, Bronson Reed doing an interview backstage. 
interrupted by Hit Row. <laughs> Man, like, you, it does a disservice to put anyone else in a segment with Hit Row. Like, Bronson looked like, like, like a lamp. Like, he just faded into the background. Right. <laughs> he literally did. Because they did do that camera shot with the shot where he looked at the camera yeah. and they blurred him out. Yeah. <laughs> it's not good. Um, I thought Bronson Reed lost me as soon as he says through the window, through the wall. I, I started singing and he completely lost me. <laughs> I thought when he wrote, told him, you're not even from North America, fam. I was like, yeah. they was are good. so good and entertaining. Um, yeah, you're right. Anybody that's on a segment with Hit Row just fades because they're just stars. And I, I love seeing them in different fields, in different segments all throughout the show. Give me all the Hit Row. Book two hours around them at some point. I love them. I didn't like the segment too, but I will say I thought Bronson Reed was very good. I, I liked that promo. Like, uh, it was kind of funny that he said the window on the wall, but he said it so deadpan. <laughs> he was just listing him, but yeah, that did stand out that he said from the window to the wall. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me you didn't start singing in your head and forgot that he was cutting a promo. <laughs> the Ying Yang twins have not, those those songs have not aged well. No. Well, I thought you said they've not, they were eight timeless. I'll, I'll argue that they're timeless. timeless. Shake it like a salt shaker is a classic. The whisper song. The whisper song is a classic. We are still waiting to see it, but it was a classic. Uh, what about the one sure. they did I with? Very uh, quick story about that the whisper song. Oh yeah, please. Heard, so they came to my hometown, and I went backstage to meet the Ying Yang Twins because my friend did security for them, and they played that song back when it was before it was about to come out. And I thought they were trolling me, and my friend. I thought that I was like, "There's no way this is an actual single they're gonna do." <laughs> they're not actually, and it, it like came on the next week and became a huge song. So, you know, I was one of the first people in the world to hear the Whisper song. Wow, that's actually, that's actually cool. What a flex. <laughs> what a flex. <laughs> that was the album with the one with Adam Levine, the song, right? I believe so, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I forgot about that one. Which was like a it weird... song with Britney Spears, too. Yeah. Yeah, the Adam Levine song was like a... It was like they listened to City High's What Would You Do? And like, we need to write something like this that gets in touch with, with the people and the problems and the struggles. Man, City High. I like that came on in the mix the other day when I was driving. I was like, this is a really depressing song. Yeah, yeah. It's a very heavy song. And City High yeah. had a couple of pretty big hits and they just disappeared. What happened? I don't know. There'll be a story. We'll find out one day. What happened to City High? Inquiring minds want to know. Uh Mackenzie Mitchell, uh, the Bronson Reed thing. We talked about that. We talked about hit row and then Everize. Oh, oh, those rascals. Spray painting top dollars SUV, but he was caught. They were caught uh, earlier today, and then we had Everize versus Hit Row, and Hit Row won as they should. Of course, of course. Mm -hmm. I want NXT. I just want it to be Cameron Grimes, Hit Row, and Frankie Monet, and Shotzi and Ember with the tag titles. Just there you go. All the gold. That's what I want is the top talent in all of all of NXT. Okay. There you go. Book it. Yeah, go, come on, Glenn. Write to them or something. Also, can we talk about the Hit Row song on like iTunes yeah, and like, yeah. Spotify? It's actually good. Very good. <laughs> yeah, wow. I was like, okay, this this kind of slaps. <laughs> I like how uh, Top Dollar, the whole, because a couple of people were calling him Dollar King. And so the whole match, he's like, you want to keep playing on my name? <laughs> <I love that>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was actually funny. <laughs> He was good. When they do the pose together, like they are the most, they're like just the best looking faction yeah. in terms of yeah. how, I mean, like it's just, it just looks so real. 
Like mm-hmm. when Undisputed Era would get together to do their pose, I was like, this is forced. Like, this is yeah. some Power Ranger shit. Like, this isn't yeah. as cool as you think it is. But with Hit Row, it's cool, man. It's real. It is, man. They got the angles, like that overhead camera shot that they get. Yeah. Uh, Edward Cousins, this has to be true, because who would who would, who would would lie about this? His friend is the DJ for the Ying Yang Twins. Wow. Hey. That's a flex. Yes, DJ Scientist. That's a solid, wow. nice. solid DJ name. <laughs> Alfred, if you were a DJ, what would your name be? DJ Big Nasty. Oh, that's good. Big, yeah, Big Nasty. <laughs> yeah, what would no, be, Glenn? What might be? I don't know. The first thing popped out. What was the joke in the Good Place? He was DJ Music. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of that. Uh, no, H- Henry Rollins had a joke because uh, he was making fun of house music, like DJ Fuckhead. <laughs> I was just like, that's pretty good. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> uh, no, I DJed um, before uh, some gigs. Uh, uh, using the moniker Vic Payback for a while. Payback. Well, it's, a, it's a play on Vic Tayback, who played Mel on the show Alice. Oh my goodness! <laughs> God, deep. <laughs> that was like my Xbox screen name for a while. Like, yeah, Vic Payback. <laughs> that shit was over. Uh, Steve Marcuccielli, two ninety nine. Any Tessa news? Cross need squash wins. Um. There's no, t- I mean, Tessa Blanchard is, there's nothing updated about her in terms of her coming to WB or AEW or anything like that. She's just doing her thing right now. She's training though. Yeah, she def- trains with a lot of WWE people and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But in terms of her being on her way back or on her way to any of these promotions, I haven't heard anything. Yeah, same. I agree with the cross and squash wins. That's when I love Kieran Cross when he squashed on by. So I was like, holy crap, this dude is for real. We need more of that. Yeah. Uh, Jody Sean Jenkins, Canadian $2, saying LeBar would be DJ put myself over. <laughs> Don't do Justin LeBar like that, Jody. <laughs> I miss Justin. Me too. I haven't seen him in a month. We used to host a podcast every week, but AEW has gone on break on Wednesday. Oh, that's right. so. Yeah. Justin LeBar is the man. I love him. Shout out to Justin. How are people handling that? That is weird that AEW has been on Fridays. There's been like no Wrestling Inc. AEW podcasts. Like. Yeah. We'll be it's back soon. After of- this Saturday will be the last preemption. And then starting in July, they'll go back to that Wednesday schedule. So I'm looking I need them to, to go back to Wednesdays. I don't even know when they're on anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, it needs yeah. to stop. Does, like, every sport have their playoffs or something over this six-week period? No, but a couple of them do. I mean, this is one of the – especially basketball. And the thing is, Turner and the NBA are really tight together. Uh, TNT does a lot of basketball programming. So with the NBA having playoffs, they have to kick uh, AW off. Not baseball. Baseball gets their playoff. We'll we'll see SmackDown take a hit because he has to go to FX1. Yeah, I remember that. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's see. uh, Mercedes Martinez backstage. She's going to face Boa and Zia Lee in a mixed tag match next week Um, with Jake Atlas, I guess. Love that pairing. Love that pairing. I can't wait to see them in action together. Yeah, Yeah, Jake is awesome. Uh, then we had the NXT Cruiserweight Champion Kushida face Kyle O'Reilly in a non-title match, and I mean, okay, let's go with the thoughts. Alfred, yours first. I'll tell you mine. Okay, <laughs> I mean, this is fine match. It's a weird choice for the main event. I'm very interested to see what the number will do. Um, but they worked. They worked it like it was an MMA match. Uh, they had a g- good chemistry together. I mean, I've seen them wrestle in Japan before. They did a lot of grappling. I felt like it took a while to kind of get going into the striking. 
But it was a fine match. It was a good wrestling match, I thought. Uh, but the whole thing, I was kind of distracted because I was thinking about the Diamond Mine the whole time. Like, are they going to debut these guys? Or that, What I was thinking was that they weren't going to debut. And, like, it was going to be a oh, S- yeah. on Twitter. Like, <laughs> you told us. But they did. Yeah, I I thought it was a fun match. I thought it was a lot of fun wrestling tonight on NXT. However, as soon as you say non-title match, I'm not invested because I know what's going to happen. And that's exactly what happened. Kyle O'Reilly won. Why? Because it was a non-title match. I hate when champions get pinned on TV for no reason whatsoever. I don't feel like that gets anybody over, only to build, you know, Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole. But like you said, I was more invested into his diamond mine coming A and B. I know Kyle O'Reilly's winning, so why should I really get invested here? Yeah, yeah. I, I did uh, see something. I just remembered that they do. They have that uh, battery charging gimmick that they've been doing. So it got thirty percent, forty-one percent, fifty-one percent. They're using one of those like cheap chargers from the gas station to charge that battery. They need to get a rapid charger in there because yeah. oh my god, it's like some USB one point oh shit. Yes, half an amp power block. Um, <laughs> I guess we'll have a legit conversation about iPhone chargers all night. Yeah. <laughs> and love the, love, love the conductive charging, except it's not as fast. Like, it's cool you put it on a pad, but it's slow as hell. Yeah, it is. It is. Very annoying. Very annoying. I uh, love my rapid charger, though, for my iPhone. Uh, so this was, in my mind, this was like a paint-by-numbers NXT main event. Mm-hmm. Very good wrestling. Likeable wrestlers out there having a fine match. Good action. Oh, picture in picture during the commercial. Yeah. A little distracted for the commercials for the Forever Purge. Looks a little like they're mixing some Saw elements into the Purge franchise. Yes. yes. Yeah. I could get down with that. I'm not a huge Saw or Purge fan, but, but the idea of mixing them together, like, you know. I'm a, I'm a big Saw fan until they killed the Jigsaw and then they went in this weird twist that made no sense with the story. You know, I've, I've read Wikipedia on all the Saw entries. Only ever seen the first one, and I just watched it like two weeks ago. Oh, the first one is, is a classic. First one and the way good. that they made that movie happen in such a low budget and it still ended up being successful, it, it, it was good up to probably I like saw three or four. Then after that, it was just like, what? <laughs> it, got, it made no sense. Most underrated horror franchise of the last 20 years is Final Destination. I was just thinking about that. That's what I thought about when I saw those Purge um, uh, previews. It's Final Destination. Well, they, they lost Final Destination in, in a couple of the of the makes, like I think like four or five. But then the final one, how they yeah. kind of like wrap the story together, they Very saved good. it there. Mm-hmm. A couple of years ago, we watched all the Final Destinations for the first time over too. like 4th of July weekend and like... Very, very solid. Really, like I actually that. just did that during the pandemic. Really? I watched so many of the horror franchises. Like it was, it was a thing that I did. I'm a big horror movie fan. They're out of print, but there's like a dozen novels that are like totally different scenarios and groups of people that I guess were published in like the mid 2000s. I've been meaning yeah. to find like PDFs of them and read them because they sound interesting. Uh, but anyhow, and and that's the thing. The Forever Purge had my attention more than the main yeah. event tonight because I was like, this is good, but like. Again, yeah. it's like when I eat Del Taco every night, I'm like, Del Taco's good, but I'm kind of used to it now. NXT's main event. And then, bam, Diamond Mine at the end. And uh, again, you've got Malcolm Bivens out there, and you're not letting him talk. Maybe he'll talk next week. We'll see where it goes, you know? Yeah, he's going <laughs> to have to say something in terms of what this is, what it means, why they're here. Why do you need three guys to win a Cruiserweight title? Like, there's, there's a lot of questions he needs to answer. 
Yeah, I mean, it's like, okay, so you stack the show, right? But then maybe if you didn't have the time that you needed to give them, then save it for a different week and don't announce it, you know? Um, but yeah, yeah, it was it was weird. It was a weird debut. I don't know why they announced it. The whole thing felt weird, but I'm looking forward. I'm finally glad that they're here, and I'm looking forward to seeing what they do. Yeah. yeah. They have a good mouthpiece, that's for sure. Sometimes you can be super talented, but just have a bad debut, like Brendan Fraser and uh, Encino Man. You know, it really didn't showcase his talents, but we all knew we loved Brendan Fraser as a country, as a world. And then we went on to see what he was capable of. Yeah. <laughs> went into The Mummy and uh, did very well for himself. Mummy was very good. Blast from the Past, movie that doesn't get talked about enough. Scorpion King. Scorpion, yeah. And then just like, dropped off the face of the Is that what that movie was called? Bedazzled? Bedazzled his- <laughs> yes, early. Monkey Bone, Gods <laughs> and Monsters. Yeah, yeah, solid, solid run. George of the Jungle. Oh, yeah. And Dudley do right, making like a little thing. Maybe Diamond Mine. So that there's your future Diamond Mine. You're the Brendan Fraser of professional wrestling. Uh, so no, I think uh, yeah, it was a good debut. Again, like the faction, just think the debut was not this strong. And Alfred, to your point, like when they announced it, that they were going to do it. I mean, I, like if you're going to make an announcement, man, like you really got to pay off. Like you could do a yeah. surprise and just have it be kind of low key. I don't know. Yeah, this as a complete surprise would have been much better, especially with yeah. Roger Strong. Because you know, I like Roger Strong stuff like that, but he's not worthy of this. Like, oh, somebody's coming, and it's Roger Strong. <laughs> <laughs> what I went for. <laughs> okay, yeah, that was me, that was but you're not, not, that. not me. I didn't put that out in the world. <laughs> no offense, but just yeah. The, the the problem is that you're not wrong. That, that's what makes it like it's like I mean, yeah, there's no argument. <laughs> Who could have been more anticlimactic than Roderick Strong? Like, that's a good question. Um, yeah. Drake Maverick, maybe. <laughs> no, I love Drake. I'm just saying because he's already there, and like it would have been anticlimactic. <laughs> no, I think with Drake it would have actually got people's attention more because like Drake getting like a real like gimmick that actually yeah. and put him in there with Malcolm. Like, oh, that's actually like that's kind of hot. I also say Drake because the promos and vignettes made you think that this was going to be like an MMA faction, a bunch of tough shooters and stuff like that. So if it was Drake, it'd be like, wait, what? what yeah. Roderick Strong is like the Toyota Tercel of professional wrestlers. Wow. What a reference. What a reference. Expand on that. What do you mean by it? Was, it's like dependable, yeah. great gas mileage, handles really well for a mid-level car. But, but no nobody goes like, to the dealership and says, yeah. oh, I want to buy a really Toyota Tercel. Really excited Camry. You have to be talked into getting a Toyota to sell right. and you get it, you're happy with it. Yeah, you're like, you know, this was really good value. They said this was all I could really afford. The car payments are affordable. You apply, you apply for the Camry, and the salesman comes back and said, Listen, I cannot get you in the Camry, but I can get you into this. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, you don't like the Tercel? How about a Yaris? And you're like, I'll take the Tercel. <laughs> oh, Glenn. Uh Really excited that Malcolm Bivens is doing something, though. Yeah, yeah. I was very excited to see him back. That's great. Yeah. And Tyler Russ. I really like Tyler Russ. That he, like, in the couple of weeks that he had matches before he disappeared, he was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I thought it was going to be another, like, Raw Underground. Instead of a faction, I thought they were going to, oh. like, have somebody fighting some weird, like, scenario like that. So I'm glad that's not what it was. <laughs> Uh, the full clip is asking a little outdated on wrestling affairs, but at this point in time, what would each of you, what would you be your, your super match right now? Wow. Of all time. Well, no, like, like now, like a fantasy book. Yeah. Fantasy book right now. Like current, let's say NXT. Let's keep it on topic for tonight. 
What do you think, Isa? NXT? Man, you kill you kill my vibe. I was over here like the Rock and Roman Reigns. Give it to me. Yeah, it was <laughs> Um, I I would like to see the undisputed era in a fatal four way, oh. just to put it to rest. That's good, Alfred. Uh, uh, not to sound too basic, but uh, Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar is a match I've been very interested in for a while now, and I think if oh, they are we all, I think a lot of people love that, and I think they're sleeping on it. I would like to see Cameron Grimes defeat Karrion Cross. Oh, I would have no problem. Wow, that 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 was a swerve right there. I would also like to see Cameron Grimes team up with Hit Row. Not join Hit Row, but I would love to see like an alliance form. Those would be some Cameron golden promos. Cameron Grimes could be like the manager who funds their music career and then steals yeah. money and stuff like that. That could, yeah, that could be something there. I mean, like, it ends with them beating up Cameron Grimes. That's like the end of the, the oh, story. Sure. Yeah. You know. It's like the NWA story. If you watch NWA, it's uh, basically, you know, they had the manager who they fell yeah. out with. Jerry NWA. Heller. Jerry Heller, yeah, yeah. I was Facebook friends with him before his death, and I've been wow. meaning to read his book. Wow. That's, are you still? Dude. Upon his death, did they stop? Did he unfriend you? There... I don't know if they got switched to a tribute page. It's interesting, though, right? I mean, you have to look. I mean, and. Easy and him were tight until Easy's death. I mean, you have to look at regardless of the internal conflicts and whatnot. Like Jerry Heller is still a, a huge part of hip hop history. He's perhaps like yeah. the first. Uh, I mean, he was like the first record company villain the in hip hop. Yeah, you know, because even when the Beastie Boys left Def Jam, they weren't like dissing Russell. Right. You know. So yeah, Heller is like an interesting, interesting cat. I mean, I've heard his book is good. It's called Ruthless, of course. So I'm interested oh, to sure, give it a yeah. read. It's his records. Yes, but his camera crimes could be the Jerry Heller. And then Hit Row can cut the diss track. Oh, yeah. Oh, they can go all kinds of ways with this. Our talents are wasted here on this podcast. <laughs> okay, so on that note, um, tune in not tomorrow night. AEW is not on tomorrow night. Yeah, it's not. Saturday. It's Friday. We're going to be back, the three of us. What uh, compact economy cars will we compare the SmackDown roster to? <laughs> Tune in to find out. Uh, she is at NYC Demon Diva. That's Diva with a one. He is at This Is Nasty. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein. Greatly appreciate a follow. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe. Give us a rating and review. Smash that notification button uh, so you'll be notified. I don't know when we go live or post a new video. And uh, until then, folks, catch you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Have a great night. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.